everybody. So definitely welcome to Burgess Power Hour. We are here today, tonight. Uh, we're recording and all of you who have registered will get the recording. We had quite a bit register. Uh, so maybe a lot of people will uh, join us later or they'll just get the recording. So that's good. And tonight is all about the power of words, how to create hope or hate. So I don't know about this subject, if this was something that people wanted to latch on to because it can be kind of dicey uh, about the power of words, right, Elisa? Yes, definitely. <laughs> so, uh, oh, and Angie, oh my gosh. Awesome, I'm glad to see you here, hon. Long time no see. I know, nice to be here. Now I'm seeing your face, but not your face. <laughs> there she is. There I am. Honey, hey, I'm just glad you're here. And uh, we have a lot of our new EO beings on the call tonight from our Texas uh, Essence of Being that we just did a couple weeks ago. And we just had our completion call last night. For those of you who have not done Essence of Being, I think most people that are on the call tonight are grads. Uh, you know, we do our completion call. We just had that last night. So this is great. Uh, we're continuing the, uh, <laughs> the connection here. So Tonight's going to be pretty intense as far as a lot of information, uh, a lot of writing, as far as maybe some things that you might want to jot down. So get your pen and paper ready. And if those of you who are driving, Gail, and others who are not able to, uh, not able to uh, write down right now, you'll get the recording, okay, so that you can do that because it's going to be... Um, uh, a lot of information, I think. And Elisa, you can just jump in whenever you feel like it, and I'll introduce you uh, there at the end uh, so that they'll know who they'll be talking to when, <laughs> when they get an opportunity to. All right. Okay. Does that sound good? Yes. Thank right. you. You're welcome. And you guys will just jump in here. So uh, I, I, there's so many things I could talk about, right, that we could share around communication and around the power of words and the vibration. So part of this is tonight, I just want to give you an overview and then I'll have you do some stream of consciousness writing to perhaps find out some thoughts that you might have, subconscious thoughts about communication and your own voice and how you communicate and the power of the words. I have some booby traps I'm going to give us uh, to kind of give you an assignment. <laughs> <laughs> that if you choose to accept it, you'll be able to write down some of your booby traps and uh, really want to also presence us to what's happening in the world as well um, with hate and with upset and chaos and how to maybe give us a little inspiration. How's that sound? Super. Right? Okay. All right. So effective communication. All right. Um, I call it conscious communication. It's crucial in maintaining healthy relationships in all areas of our lives, yes? And as a conscious leader, we must learn to communicate your truth with compassion. That's the big key. And know that you have a voice and that you're understood. So here's the definition of communication I want to give us right now. And you can kind of test this on and see if you like it. Communication is the response you get. <laughs> Pretty, pretty simple. Communication is the response you get. So it, it, it's being able to successfully convey any idea or concept from one person to another. 
So if you think about it, the communication really is the response you get. If you're not getting the kind of response you'd like from your business, from your business folks, or from your people at home or relationships, your family, your friends, then you can look at how are you communicating and the power of those words and how does that get across to you? So if you're not getting the kind of response you like, you might want to look at how you are really communicating with them because you know you can't change them, right? Just nod or say yes. <laughs> you know you can't change them. Because oftentimes people want to blame other people for their issues. None of these, none of you do, I know. <laughs> and there are things that you know, people say, hey, they didn't hear me, or they didn't understand me, or they, 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 why aren't they listening to me? Why aren't they doing what I told them to do? Has that ever happened to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really about what evidence you've had in your life so far. So what belief systems do you have about having a voice? So ask yourself these questions. Were you reprimanded when you were little? Were you told things like shut up or don't speak? Are children seen and not heard as you're all muted? How prophetic. Okay. Maybe some of you have uh, evidence that when you do speak up, you get in trouble. And many of us don't want to really get in trouble because that doesn't feel good. So perhaps in our home when we were little, we got evidence it's not okay to tell our truth. So, right? So it's not okay to say what we mean and mean what we just say sometimes. It's not okay to share our feelings. It's not okay to say whatever it is that we have on our mind and be truthful. Or maybe we learned that from our home. Maybe we learned it at school. Maybe we were bullied. And perhaps teachers reprimanded us and told us to shut up and behave and don't speak up. Or maybe in your business life, you've been reprimanded. It doesn't have to be from long ago. Maybe you've been reprimanded in your job or your business or your employees or your employers. Is, does any of that make sense? That could be you at some point in your life. Maybe they basically shut you down. Sometimes if we have somebody really attacking us for whatever reason, you either are going to fight, run, or freeze. It's that fight, flight, or freeze syndrome. And when you're in that kind of a conflict, you, you, those are the three choices. You run away and hide, you freeze and don't speak, or you fight. So sometimes many of you may have what I call foot and mouth disease. <laughs> You put your foot in your mouth. So, oops, did I just say that? You may have been saying things to other people where they cringe every time you opened your mouth. So it just depends on what part of the extreme place you've been with your voice and what your truth has been and how you communicate. So you may have been one of those people that just got scared of your own voice because you've been hurt or you've been teased or you've been threatened. Or maybe you just hide. So, or you could be one of those people that try to overpower others to compensate. So ask yourself, are you a bully? Are you the one who's overpowering people trying to compensate for when you've been hurt in the past? So a lot of these questions are going to come up tonight so that you can kind of identify that. And um, I just really want about, I really want to talk about having a voice and how to communicate in a way. And then we'll talk about the actual words themselves and the power that they have, you know, um, because they show up. So 
being compassionate and at peace um, is what I'm really talking about. So, boy, we, I don't know about you, but I think we kind of need that in the U.S. right now in the world and around the planet is just really kind of being a little more compassionate with each other and staying connected and speaking our truth, but doing it so with compassion. So there's senders of communication and then there's receivers of communication. Those of you who have just taken us as a being, you know what I mean by that. So you can send all kinds of communications just by not even speaking. Did you know that 55% of communication is body language? 55% is body language. 38% is tone. So how you speak to someone, the tone that you have, I would say, pick up the phone and get the tone. And only 7% is the words, are the words. 7%. And there are a lot of different ways to communicate. And unfortunately, in this day and age, most people communicate how? Text. Yeah. Text. Text. Email. Facebook. 7%. Words. That's it. That means there's 93% of communication that could be misunderstood. I'm sure almost everybody here has experienced that. You said something in a text or an email and or a Facebook post and something and you were misunderstood or you misunderstood somebody else or the autocorrect. It's always fun. You were misunderstood. So in this day and age, I've always said, look, the worst thing you can do is just communicate one way and only with words. So everybody has their filters about what words mean. It's always better to pick up the phone, I say, and at least get the tone. Pass me the salt! <laughs> right? So if you saw that written, you're like, no big deal. But if you hear that, you know that there's a different energy behind it. Yes? So at least you're upping your game and your communication skills so that you feel like you're not as confusing. And then, of course, the best way is the body language. That's why I like Zoom and all of that, because at least we can see each other when we're bitching at each other, right? Um, that's why I love doing experiential live workshops, because of that connection. And as conscious leaders, we need the skill to connect one-on-one -on -one or with groups in person. And I'm really troubled by the world right now. I'm troubled by our children and our young ones, our young adults who don't have the social skills of how to actually connect with a person. So um, I feel like it's, I'm, I'm getting on my soapbox a little bit, but I just feel like it's really important to understand energy and emotions and words and the vibrations that we're sending out. So how do you hold yourself? Are you being defensive when you communicate? Are you being open? Let's find out. What I want you to do is just write these sentences down. I want you to fill in the blanks. These are stream of consciousness statements, meaning that I'm going to say a statement and you fill in the first thing that comes up in your head. Don't think about it. Don't edit it. Don't figure it out. Just write down the first thing that you think of. Okay. And let's see, let's go dig around and uh, dig around in your subconscious for a minute, just for fun. 
something to do on a Wednesday night. Okay. When I feel not heard, I... When I feel not heard, I... What do you do? How do you respond? Just write the first thing. And the next one is, when I feel not seen, I, when I feel not seen, I, what do you do? And the third one is, when I feel not understood, I, when I feel not understood, I, how do you respond or react? And the next one is when people don't listen to me, I, when people don't listen to me, I, what do you do? How do you feel? And the last one is, when I say something to people, they generally, when I say something to people, they generally, what? So you might see a pattern developing there a little bit, perhaps. Um, when we do our communications class, we go into a, a major depth as far as where you got these beliefs from or your reactions or your responses. And are they serving you? If they were serving you, keep them. If they're not, now you can have an opportunity to shift them. So just kind of look at what you wrote down or what you thought of. And just, just understand that that can be your default. That could be your subconscious thoughts about how people treat you. And how you're teaching people to treat you. So who, who wants to share something about what they wrote down to see if there was a pattern there? Or just anything you want to share with that? Anything, any ahas, awarenesses, understandings? Well, I'll share mine. Okay. I, got, I was called into the assistant vice president's office to be told that while I am fairly, I'm doing very well at my job, but people think I am too direct. Okay. And, sometimes aggressive and sometimes 
and just basically too direct and they feel like I'm being rude to them and not appreciating them properly, which I'm, I think is probably it's perception. Dave says that Southern people perceive Northern people that way a lot. Okay. Because so, I, he says I use as few, well, Dave said I need to use more words. I need to. So answer this and, question, Anne. Answer this that's question. That's why I'm here. Answer this question. When I feel not understood, I. First thing. Uh, I've got to go back. Whatever comes to mind. Generally, I start, I start oversharing. So I try really hard to be well understood, which is killing me because it. Oh. And I also retreat in back into my work. So answer the question, hon. When I feel not understood, I... What's the first thing that you... I what? I retreat back into my work. Okay, you hide. Okay. Yeah. So you retreat. So when you feel not understood, you retreat. So that is similar for a lot of people. Uh, when people don't listen to me, I might retreat. And if you retreat, then what you're teaching them is um, basically what you're teaching them is that you will retreat if they don't listen to you. Or maybe when people don't listen to me, I maybe you get louder, maybe you get more direct. Perhaps that's why you're getting more direct with people because they're not listening. And well, usually when people don't listen, I just laugh and walk away because why bother? You um, retreat again. Okay. So your, your go-to is retreat. Yes. <laughs> I am. Okay. Which is, Dave which says is, I don't use enough words. I, I always pare okay. everything down. All right. To well, basic. Let's, then let's do this. Uh, first of all, you did a booby trap, which I'm going to get into here in a minute that I heard you say. And be just becoming conscious and aware of your behaviors and your, just, just that little thing we just did, you guys, every one of you can go through and look at that and say, wow, okay, is there a pattern here with this? Do I retreat? Do, so you run and hide and perhaps becoming more direct is your compensation for, I want to be heard. And then you go to, so you go back and forth between why bother? Why bother? Because I'm going to be misunderstood anyway. Yes. That's why you don't use a lot of words. It's true. Okay. So uh, I can hear someone talking, please. I think it's uh, Susan, if you can maybe mute. Glad, glad you're here. Though. Sorry. All right. Glad you're here. So I think that these awarenesses that you have around how you communicate all of you, uh, see if there's a pattern there and see, do I run? Do I freeze? Do I hide? Do I fight? And it's not a bad or good thing here. It's just an awareness so that if it's not working for you, now you can do something about it and perhaps you can shift it. I'm going to give you four steps right now for all of you on how to communicate and how to create perhaps more hope than hate how to have more conscious communication, okay? The first step is to be present. 
I'm not going to say any more than that because I could go into a whole day about being present, but being present basically means listening, listening to what that person is actually saying and being present to what is happening right now, instead of going, uh, instead of, you know, just ask yourself, am I being present with what Burge is saying right now? Or am I doing other things? Am I multitasking? Am I looking at my email? Am I driving? Am I okay? So being present can really up your game in being a more effective communicator and understanding the power of your words and the vibration of how you show up. Okay. That's number one. Number two is <laughs> I talk about this in every workshop that we do ad nauseum is taking responsibility, which means responding versus reacting. That's a conscious communicator respond versus react. And that's basically having more empathy. Just think how the world would be if we had more empathy, right, Elisa? Yes. So there is a difference between responding and reacting. Your ability to respond determines the quality of your communication. Reacting is a knee-jerk reaction, clearly. The people who are closest to us push our buttons the most, don't they? And they know how to hurt us. And we either react by fighting back or freezing or numbing out or running away and hiding and just shut down. So those of you who have taken my classes, you know, I beat this into, it's like a broken record. Take responsibility. If you feel you're not being heard, if what you wrote down is when people don't listen to me, I stomp off or get upset or go hide or become a victim, then what you're doing is you're giving your power away. A lot of this comes from our family of origin. We react kind of like we did when we were little. We go into, where's our safe space? And here's the thing. You have a right to have an opinion. You have the right to speak your truth. If you feel like you're not being heard for whatever reason, or you're being misunderstood, if you go back into that victim place, in other words, not taking responsibility for how you're receiving the information or how you're sharing the information, then you really can't change anything. Because, because when you're a victim in a conversation, or if you're feeling like it's somebody else's fault, then in essence, what you're doing is you're saying, you have power over me. You're giving your power away. I can't change anything. I talk about BMW and the essence of being bitch, bone, and wine. Nothing really changes. We just bitch, bone, and wine. Why won't they listen to me? Why can't I tell my truth? So because, because of that, we, we end up just going round and round. Nothing changes in that victim land. And we start blaming other people or we shame ourselves. And when we shame ourselves, that's when we run and hide. That's what we do when we don't have a voice. That's when we give up. That's when we think, I don't want to cause any trouble. I don't want to go into shame about it. So, of course, when you're in shame, that doesn't change anything either. Because you are not speaking up. The other thing that we do, of course, as you know, perhaps if you've done essence of being is you justify, we make excuses. I couldn't talk to that person because they always yell at me. 
or there's no way that I can say it that they're going to understand it. It's just going to be easier if I just don't say anything. Is that you? Does that show up as you sometimes? It's just a justification. It's making an excuse for not being in your power. And that's what you teach other people. How to treat you. By you taking responsibility and saying that I'm powerful and what I have to say is important and my ability to respond to a situation really is the most powerful way that I can change or shift something. And I don't know if you understand this about triangulation, you guys. Oftentimes we set each other up. We triangulate the conversation and we don't tell our truth to the person and we talk behind their back for fear of either retribution or hurting their feelings. So it takes courage to stand up as a conscious leader, to talk directly to the person if you have something to say, because gossip can kill organizations and friendships and partnerships. If it does not serve, do not say it to other people. Say it to the person directly. Give them the opportunity to be responsible or not, but you have been clean with your communication and not talked behind their back. Does that make sense? If I'm responding in a way that is what, that's what I call below the line, is shaming and blaming and justifying. If you are below that line, nothing really changes. So this is true for many types of relationships, business, wife, husband, parent, child. Well, if only they would do blah, 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 then I would say blah, blah, blah. So you're not, you're still not taking responsibility for your part. You're a hundred percent responsible for your beliefs, your thoughts, your actions, and your words. So my suggestion is to have more empathy and respect for yourself. Because if you do not respect yourself and you don't speak up and you don't tell your truth, then that's how people will treat you. They know that's exactly how you're going to be and they can bulldoze you and they can steamroll you. Or maybe you're the steamroller. Maybe you're the one who steamrolls over them. Maybe you're the one who bullies people and you're teaching other people how to treat you. They won't trust you. They don't want to be around you because they want to be heard. They want to be heard and they want to be acknowledged, not steamrolled. So take responsibility for how you show up in your communication, for your thoughts and your beliefs and your actions and have intentional communication. And like I said, it's like um, booby traps. And you might say, what's a booby trap? What's the power of these words that I have here? And we all have these unconscious, subconscious little booby traps that we can say, I'm going to give you a couple of them and you can probably come up with a million of them. And I really encourage us all to be more mindful of what we say. And one of the things you said, Anne, was it's killing me. That's a booby trap. And you say that. And it's, it's just an awareness that we think we don't know that we're saying these things, but they have a vibration. So when you say, I'm sick and tired, that's a vibration. Uh, he or she's a real pain in the, you know, 
Uh, everything I eat turns to fat. I hate my body. I'm starving. I'm losing my mind. I can't remember. Poor baby. What's the use? I'm dying to do that. My back is killing me. Any of these ring true? <laughs> I can't afford. If I don't do it, who will? I have no choice. No pain, no gain. I don't know. <laughs> I hear myself, I say that a lot. I don't know. And I continue to not know. You could shift it to, I choose to know, right? I choose to know. Uh, he will never change. So these are little booby traps that we don't even know we're saying, but they're intentional. If we become more intentional with our words and the vibration and understand them, catch ourselves, then, uh, then you're on your way to... Um, shift it for yourself and uh angie said a friend said today i'm so fat <laughs> i told her to please not talk about my friend that way that's so great what a great response and that's how we can help each other and support each other so that's that's the second is taking responsibility having more empathy okay and react responding instead of reacting the third step is creating synergy and consensus that's the third step in having effective communication. Uh, synergy means that everybody has a voice. One plus one equals three means there's me, there's you, and you put us together and it creates an us. And now social media, that's a whole nother story about us and about hiding. My belief is that a lot of times what is happening with social media and with the power of our words and what we're saying, we can hide behind a screen. And we don't have to, we can be authentic perhaps about what we feel, but we the empathy goes right out the window. Because my belief is that if we're face-to-face -face with somebody and we're looking into their eyes, the things that you say on social media or that you see may or may not really come out the same way when you're connected to someone face to face. And I feel like it's a way that people can maybe share what they're feeling, but they're definitely some of them are not doing it in uh, a respectful or empathetic way. So it's this is my suggestion about how to um, work through that and understand that, that come, just commit to resolution. So when you get into an argument with somebody or you disagree with each other, a lot of times people wanna to go to, like I said, to that blame or shame place and they're not effective with resolving any conflicts. So a difference of opinion is natural and expected people, right? It'd be boring if we all agreed. Don't we all agree to that? Just kidding. So, <laughs> My suggestion is don't change your mind simply to avoid conflict. You know who you are. I know a lot of people like that. They don't want any conflict, so they just change their mind or they don't speak up. 
And you know, it's not about winning or losing an argument. It's about seeking harmony and resolution. A lot of people don't go there. They don't want to go to the harmony and resolution. They just want to see who wins or loses. So you have to be willing to trust yourself and others in order to have cooperation and seek resolution. So creating synergy, basically, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. It's more of a consensus. In other words, don't change your mind simply because you want to avoid any conflict. Creating synergy means you reach an agreement and you reach some kind of a resolution. And it really feels like it's a resolution if you both feel heard. So the consensus can mean agree to support the decision. So let's say that you are having an argument with someone and you don't agree with what they're saying, but you can, I think a lot of people sometimes come to the part of uh, let's well agree to disagree. Okay. Which can be civil. Absolutely. Um, and what, what I like to do is commit to, to a resolution, which means I'm going to agree. I'm going to agree to support the decision of that conversation right now. I'm going to accept their opinion as opinion, that that's their opinion, and that's my opinion, and they don't have to be the same. But I think what happens is many of us um, go one extra step. <laughs> you have to agree with me. It's right or wrong. Not everybody has to agree with you. Everybody has different opinions. Republicans and Democrats have different opinions, don't they? You know, and the, when I travel around the world and I'm speaking and teaching in different parts of the world, they don't care about the Republicans and Democrats. They don't. They have their own, you know, things that they're having to deal with. So you don't have to change your mind though to avoid the conflict, but seek harmony and resolution and tell your truth with compassion. I keep saying compassion. You must be able to be compassionate with other people, having empathy for where they're coming from, putting yourself in their shoes just for a minute. You must be able to be compassionate um, in order for you to commit to a resolution if you're having an argument, right? They'll respect you, by the way, and you'll respect yourself. If you have trust, empathy, and respect in any kind of relationship, that's going to help you create synergy. So for you to trust yourself enough to speak up, tell your truth, and to trust others enough to tell their truth, that's on your way to learning how to cooperate. And Buckminster Fuller said, those of you who've taken Essence of Being, you know about Bucky. He talked about cooperation. We have to learn how to trust each other just a little bit in order to cooperate or we're going to blow ourselves up. So instead of assuming there's a winner and a loser in an argument or there's a winner and a loser when you're having a communication, you could look at that you both could win because you both have opinions. So what that could look like is that you both have opinions that feel correct to you. You don't have to change your mind just to avoid the conflict. Do not assume that somebody must win and somebody must lose. Can you both be right? 
And I know I'm going to get a lot of blowback because I say that a lot. People go, yeah, but what about, what about facts? So when your discussions reach a stalemate, you can look for the next most acceptable alternative, which is coming up to a resolution and explore the reasons and be sure everyone accepts the resolution, which can be, can we agree, just disagree? That's respectful. That's still a resolution. And the other thing I'll say, avoid arguing for your own ranking. If you're an arguer, you know who you are. Just know that you, you can't avoid that. You don't have to be right just to argue, just to make sure people hear you. I know a lot of times if you've not been heard in your life or if you've been told to shut up, then you get louder, some of you. And you start arguing because you have to be right because you, you could have a subconscious belief that there's something wrong with you. So someone who has a feeling of there's something wrong with me will argue their limitations to the nth degree because they have to be right. They're trying to talk themselves into being right. And that can happen in your business, your family. So does any of this make sense so far? Is this helpful? Okay, I'm gonna give you some more tools here. And so we're still on the third way, okay? So it's, it's look at the problem or the challenge when you're arguing about something or if you're having some kind of conflict. Look at the challenge. Don't go immediately into blaming and shaming and justifying and all of that. Express your feelings and your needs in a non-blaming way. And the way to do that is you use words like I feel. I think instead of you make me feel this way or you say you blah, 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 use a lot of I words. I feel, I think. I ex express your feelings and your needs in a non-blaming way. Take ownership for your part of the challenge of the problem. Take ownership of maybe how you could have said things maybe in a way that was not as compassionate. Listen and seek to understand the other person's point of view. That's empathy. So, and here's how you can do that. One thing you can say is, I can only imagine how that feels. Or you can say, I understand how that feels. I understand what you mean, tell me more. Now you're engaging them. You're not shutting them down. You're not telling them they're wrong. Those are great words to use. And if you seek to understand the other person's point of view and have empathy before defending your own position or giving your own opinion about the things, that'll make your life a lot smoother. Your communications are a lot more effective because Everybody feels heard and acknowledged. Whether or not they acknowledge you or not is not the point, okay? Because you're not responsible for how they communicate. 
When I'm talking about, remember, look behind the words. Look behind the words. You could be looking for their needs. They have a need behind the positions that they're saying or their solutions. This is a very high concept of communication, by the way. It's a learned thing. And the truth for me is everybody can do it. It, you just have to practice going behind the words. What are they really saying? What's the need that they might have? And if you're not sure, you can ask them. Do they need just to share something or just tell their story? Do they need me to really give them advice? And I talked about this in Essence of Being, the difference and the distinction between giving advice telling a story or telling your truth. Do they just need some comfort? Or just, do they need to be acknowledged? So you go behind the words, look behind the words. Those are some questions you can ask yourself. So don't go jumping in to give advice when they didn't ask for it. You may say something like, may I give you some feedback? Okay, um, you may not want to, and, and again, when they're telling a story, you don't want to jump right in. Well, let me tell you my story. Oh, you think you have it bad. Let me tell you about mine. So those of you know who you are that do that, let me tell you all about my story. My story is worse than yours. And you're, st <laughs> you're still going into that comparative kind of a scenario, okay? Uh, so encourage different points of view. Honest dialogue and respect, that's the key. Respecting their beliefs, respecting your own beliefs, stand in your power and respect your own beliefs because you can solve any problem or challenge and that is helping you build a relationship because that's more important. If you can't solve it, focus on what you can solve. Focus on what can be done, not what can't. And I have to catch myself all the time arguing for my own limitations. I do. He'll never listen to me. She'll never get it. We focus on what can't happen a lot of times. So focus on what can be done, what can be solved. What can we do to create harmony? Because what's more important, the relationship or to make a point? Right. <clears throat> Would you rather be right than happy, right? And, and some of our graduates will say, I'd rather be right. Okay. Again, respect, empathy, and ownership. Those are the key. So that's basically creating synergy. So here's your assignment, all right? And you can write this down. Here's a little tool that you can write down. So ask yourself, when you speak your opinion, especially to somebody really close to you, will this serve to say it? Who will it serve? How will it serve? And what is the highest good for all concerned? Will this serve to say it? Who will it serve? How will it serve? What is the highest good for all concerned?
And the fourth step is tell your truth with compassion. I've said that over and over again, but that is a step. Tell your truth with compassion. And one way you can do that is you say these words, for me, the truth is. For me, the truth is. So what you're doing when you're having a conversation with someone, you're showing them and demonstrating to them how to speak in a way that is telling your truth. They can't argue that that's not your truth. They may disagree with what you are saying, but they cannot argue that that's not your truth. And you're setting it up so they can do the same thing. It's just a little nuance of words. For me, the truth is. And that will help set you up for compassionate communication. And I don't know about you, but we need a lot of that now. So as we try, I just want to say, uh, there's a lot of things I can, I can, there's a, I have a nine week class about this, you guys. So I'm just, I'm doing a very short thing about, and I have a whole section on how to resolve conflicts, but you can go to essenceofbeing.com and look at essence of communication. And there's a whole um, nine week class on there that you can have, but the, I want to just address what's happening in the world right now. And I want to introduce Elisa as well. Um, so, uh, you know, there's some things going on in the world, I guess you all know, and we're talking about power of words and hate and hope and how do we inspire that and being mindful and intentional. Uh, and when there's the pandemic and there's all of these things going on in the world and, you know, it's chaos, right? As we try to put them into context and make some sense out of it, um, the image that keeps coming to mind is, that our collective heart chakra, the chakra of planet Earth, it has been blasted open and is now more vulnerable and receptive. This seems incongruence. It's kind of incongruent in the light of what's happening with the violent acts that's happening around the world. But it's how we humans tend to grow and change. It's often a devastating action that catapults us into reconciliation or healing. It's death that reminds us how precious life is. It's grave illness that makes us value our health. It's hatred that reminds us to love and guilt that signals us to be patient and compassionate with ourselves. This duality is often difficult to reconcile and we as light workers tend to always want to go with the good choices of peace and harmony. But the dark sides exist for a reason. They are there to reflect back for us those things which we need to see in order to continue our evolvement. There are beacons that are being tur turned on right now and tuned into. And many are answering the call despite the feeling of uncertainty. We don't know what's going to happen. There's so much value in trusting in the knowing that we feel in the midst of apparent chaos. And many of us are tapping into the passion of wanting to help and wanting to expand in a way that doesn't fuel that negative energy. Agreed? Yeah? 
And these tragic events, whether they're man-made or nature, give us pause. Why is this happening and what can we do about it? Life can sometimes feel like a hurricane. Everything can change in an instant. A diagnosis, a life cut too short, a job ends, a relationship ends, a war happens, a pandemic, an accident. And these outside experiences have the potential to plummet our thoughts into chaos and enable to make decisions and take action when it's needed the most. So in the center of this hurricane is, is what? The eye, the calmness, the stillness. We can observe the storm swirling around us and not allow it to knock us off our center. Our knowing that we are whole and have the ability to flow only love through our consciousness will ease the pain. It is hard sometimes to maintain this perspective when we turn on the news. So in the face of all the tragedy, we can recognize our oneness. And in times like these, I suggest that we just pause, catch our breath and try to wrap our heads around all of this stuff that's going on in the world. And our knee jerk reaction could be anger and disbelief and sadness and compassion and helplessness. And some of us may want to get revenge and justice for all the innocent. And all of these emotions are valid and what makes us human. So I urge us to focus on all these tragic events. They can be seen with the filter of love. And the best in humanity comes out to help. And that's all of you who are showing up tonight. Everybody can put aside petty differences and judgments and come to the aid of those lost and their loved ones. You know, human beings have the capacity to destroy and create. So do our words. So let's focus on the creation of a better way to live together with no fear and only acceptance and love. And I encourage us all to believe that we're safe, loved and wanted for who we are, even through the overwhelming evidence to the contrary in the world. And breathe in the light and the love that is always here for us, especially when we're hurting. The depths of our sorrow can be a direct catalyst for the heights of our joy. So I encourage us to be the staff of the umbrella. You are the umbrella that covers the reign of terror that is out there. It's your decision whether you become part of the reign of terror or you become part of the umbrella and be the staff that holds up the umbrella of safety. There is a storm out there and you can choose to be part of the storm or you can choose to be part of the umbrella of safety. And that's my soapbox and hopefully inspiration. And speaking of inspiration and safety, <laughs> I want to introduce Elisa Lapolt, who she's an essence of being graduate and she is an EOB certified coach now. And she has been working with words and their energy throughout her entire career. And uh, she was, she's been a reporter for 15 years. She was a reporter with the Associated Press and the USA Today Network. And she left that world of media and entered da, 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 the world of politics. She was a lobbyist and an advocate in Florida. And she helped people gain access to health and mental health 
care. So she's very highly involved in making sure that we all have our, our marbles on, right? And so she serves as a mentor and a coach and a consultant for purpose-driven corporations, nonprofits, and individuals who want to make change internally and throughout their communities. So Elisa is going to be our uh, coach this month that you guys who get registered will um, get an email that you get to be coached by her uh, as a little gift for being on. A little, just a little strategy session. Um, so just be looking out for that email uh, that you get, plus this recording. Um, and she can, you want to say something, Elisa, so they can hear your voice. Yeah, sure. Because we all want to have our voice heard, right? <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so as Bird said, I've spent my entire career with words, word choice, and um, around this world, world of politics and people have asked me, especially when I was a lobbyist, how could you survive in this world? Um, I had great clients. I had, uh, I represented nurses, um, children who needed uh, therapy um, and so forth. And I think it's because I was that eye of the storm, like Burge mentioned with, with all the chaos and where I'm shifting now is to do coaching and mentorship of people because we're living in such chaotic times. And I, I feel like I can guide them into a place where they can be um, compassionate toward others, but first they have to be compassionate toward themselves. And when I do the coaching, that is what I am hoping to inspire in, in people because once you lighten up about yourself. And, and, you know, these are the things we learn in EOB and passionate manifestation and I'm also a mastery graduate which, uh, from October. These are the things that we learn. So um, yeah, uh, I, have, I learned a lot through the EOB coaching. It was so um, inspiring about how, and the coaches, the, the trainers taught us how to really listen. And like Burge said, listen to what's sometimes not said, the word, listen to the words. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm thrilled to have you on board, hon. And you guys can check her out again. If you go to essenceofbeing.com, you can look at all the coaches that we have and look at their bios and how you can get in touch with them. Uh, but she will be coaching some of you who just went through Essence of Being, but also, again, you'll have an email and an opportunity to dig a little deeper into what we've discussed tonight, but also, or anything else that's coming up for the next month, just to stay connected. And uh, she put her uh, email in the chat there as well, but you'll get that too, uh, in another email. And listen, stay tuned guys. I do this the third Wednesday of every month. It's gonna be different every time. And next month, it's April 20th. We're gonna be talking about da da da. Give your way to prosperity. Giving and receiving is the same energy. So I'm going to give you some clues and some things that worked for me when I did that. And you can also join shamanasta.com. Join us this Saturday from 11 to 1 Eastern Standard Time uh, and get a different perspective. It's fifth dimensional energy. If you're into that, uh, you can come and ask questions live. And just go to shamanasta.com and let me put that in the chat and you can see that, but, but it's not on the um, EOB site, shamanasta. 
www.thepeopleshow.com. Bam. And you can join us Saturday from 11 to 1. If you can't be here, you can just send an email and you'll get the recording as well. So they'll answer your questions from a perhaps a whole nother perspective and it gets very deep for everybody who joins. Uh, we have lots of uh, awarenesses and some tears sometimes. So uh, the other thing I want to announce is we are doing Essence of Being again in Texas. Oh my goodness, at Infinite Love, May uh, 13th through the 15th. So there's that. And then we're going to be doing, come to Italy with me in June. We're going to be doing Mother E Abuse. Go to essenceofbeing.com. You'll see all of the things coming up. We haven't put everything on there, but uh, you'll see the essence of beings that are coming up, passionate manifestations that are coming up. And come with, to Italy with me. We're doing a spiritual journey, June 5th through the 13th, where we're going to open up a vortex and we're going to really play with um, these really sacred places in Italy with um, Archangel Michael and where Mother Mary and all these different uh, energies come and just opening up to that if you're into it. Plus, we're going to have some wine tasting because you're in Italy. Anna, got to do that. So uh, check that out too. I'd love to have you come play with me there. So does anybody want to share anything or say anything before we go with this hour? I just want okay. to say thanks again for the, the communications class, Birch, because doing this power hour has shown me how much I've grown since I did it the first time. And you're absolutely amazing and keep doing what you're doing. You're blessing so many of us. Well, thank you. I will receive that and right back at you, honey. <laughs> I love you. Changing the world here, Miss Conscious Leader. So yes, thank you. And definitely check out the communication. Um, I'll put that in the chat too. If you want to get even further into this, it's a nine-week course online. Um, and what comes with that is also me every week. Woo! All right. Um, that you get something of me. And then we'll, we do some live events as well. So uh, that's in the chat. So I will do resolving conflicts. That's a whole nother lesson that I want to share with you about how to resolve conflicts. Uh, but again, uh, we just ran out of time. But hopefully go back and look at what you wrote down as your subconscious beliefs and see if you can see a pattern there. Uh, and just catch your booby traps. Catch yourself saying those booby traps and change it. Just shift it and say until recently, right? And also... Um, Remember that little exercise of, um, does, will this serve to say it? Who will it serve? How will it serve? And um, I pray for the highest good for all concerned. How will it support the resolution? And until then, um, you have been burged. So there you go. And I appreciate you guys being on tonight for this power hour. And I will see you soon. Hopefully I'll see you Saturday. And um the next time I see you. And it's great to see everybody. And thank nice you. to see you, Birch. Thank you. My pleasure. My purpose. <laughs> thank you, Birch. Thank you, thank dear. You. Bye, Birch. Thank you.